Hello, this is Father Kevin O'Neill from San Alfonso Retreat House in Long Branch, New Jersey. Today is January the 9th, and it is the celebration of the baptism of the Lord, the conclusion of the Christmas season in the church year. I remember when I was moving here to New Jersey about 11 years ago, I came across a small black prayer book from when I was a child. There on the first page, it says that I was baptized on March the 20th, 1955. I was 15 days old. I'm sure that some of you were baptized or received into the church as adults, but for many of us, if not most of us, it was as infants. We don't remember anything of the day. Today, we celebrate the feast of the baptism of the Lord. But what do we believe happens when someone is baptized? What are the effects of the sacrament? I can think of at least four. We are freed from all sin, original and personal sin. We are reborn in the Holy Spirit. We become adopted children of God, and we become members of the body of Christ. If these are the effects of baptism, it seems natural to ask why Jesus was baptized, doesn't it? He didn't need to be freed from sin. He's full of grace. He already is the Son of God. He didn't need to become an adopted child of God. And he is the Christ. He didn't need to become a member of the body of Christ. Yet there are other reasons for Jesus' baptism. It does two things, which our baptism does as well. It shows who Jesus truly is, and it anoints him and sends him out to fulfill his mission. In St. Matthew's Gospel, which we hear today, we see that the skies open, the Spirit descends upon Jesus, and the Father says, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Jesus' true identity is revealed in his baptism. He is the beloved Son of God. The second thing that happens to Jesus in his baptism is that he is empowered for mission, for ministry, by the Holy Spirit. Jesus' baptism is the moment where he is sent forth to begin his ministry. In the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, and Luke, Jesus goes into the desert after his baptism and is really tempted there not to fulfill his mission. But rejecting those temptations, he begins his ministry. He hits the road, traveling from his small town to big cities like Capernaum, preaching, expelling demons, healing, and announcing the kingdom of God. All of this begins with his baptism. So, Jesus' baptism reveals who he is and anoints him for mission. Our baptism also reveals who we are, and sends us on a mission. Whether we're aware of it or not, the celebration of the sacrament revealed who we are and anointed us for mission, even at 15 days old. And it was an identity and a mission that you and I must come to understand and to live more fully every day of our lives. In the ceremony of baptism, we receive two things that touch on our identity and mission, a white garment and a candle. 
When we received the white garment, we heard Sarah or Bob or Susan or Anthony, whatever name you are or you have, you have become a new creation and have clothed yourself in Christ. See in this white garment the outward sign of your Christian dignity. With your family and friends to help you by word and example, bring that dignity unstained into the everlasting life of heaven. We might hear the words from God, You are my beloved daughter. You are my beloved son. Clothe yourself in Christ and become who you are. The second item we receive in our baptism is a candle. Either we ourselves or our parents and godparents were told in words similar to these, this light is entrusted to you to be kept burning brightly. You have been enlightened by Christ. Walk always as a child of the light. That is our mission, to witness to Christ. Now, how each one of us does that depends on who we are, where we are, what our abilities are, our vocations, and so forth. It is as unique as each one of us is. But letting the light of Christ shine is what our mission is all about. Many years ago, Pope Paul VI spoke about giving witness to Jesus, and he said, modern-day people listen more readily to witnesses than they do to teachers. And if they do listen to teachers, it is because they are witnesses. So what's more powerful, my saying or teaching that we must witness to Christ? or seeing someone feed the hungry, quietly, with no words or fanfare. Our hearts might be moved to say, I'd like to do that too. What's more powerful, to say that we must care for one another and comfort one another, or to do it? Today, as we celebrate the baptism of the Lord, may we be renewed in our own commitment to become who we are, beloved daughters and sons of God, and to let the light of Christ shine through our lives as we live out our mission as his disciples for the glory of God and for the salvation of the world.